In our culture, everything is based on success. But what is success? Who defined it? Who decided that success was the goal instead of fulfillment? What happens if we shake up that definition? What if we make our own definition of success? My name is Tony Grebmeyer, and on this podcast, I'm going to dig deep into the real stories behind success. Join me as I interview other entrepreneurs who've climbed up Success Mountain and have come back down to share their stories so you can succeed. If you're ready to join a community of other entrepreneurs redefining success and finding fulfillment, go to BeFulfilledLife.com and join the community. Now, let's dive into today's show. Welcome to Be Fulfilled. It is the real stories behind success. I'm your host and your Sherpa up Success Mountain today, Tony Grebmeyer. So what does it feel like to run a seven-figure business while fighting gambling, cocaine, Adderall addiction, in addition to legal battles? Well, today's guest has faced this reality until he decided to turn his life around. Somebody I'm excited for you to listen to. Somebody I, I can relate to already. So this can be fun. He sold uh, recently a $5.5 million a year recruiting firm and developed a 10-week program called FATE, working with business leaders and entrepreneurs struggling with compulsive behaviors. Now, through a powerful four-step process, he mentors other leaders through chaos in their business and personal lives to find increased clarity, healthy activities, and stronger connections. He's also the author of the best-selling book, Chasing the High. Please welcome to the show today's special guest, Michael Dash. Thank you very much, Tony. I mean, I wish you could be my personal announcer anywhere we go. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Michael Dash. Yeah. How have you not done voiceovers? Or have you? Now, I was in radio for many years. Uh, my, my favorite thing to do is, is to make anybody sound even better, right? I love it. It's like easy, right? And you've got such a cool name, so I love everything about it. But what we're going to do, as uh, anybody watching the replay on video, you're going to notice uh, Michael's got a picture of him up on top of a summit. And I'm going to let him tell you where that is in just a minute. But one of the reasons I ask this question is because everybody, I think, in the back of their mind thinks, what is the next level of life look like, right? What is that true next level? And first question out the gate is, what is your definition of success? Fulfillment, period. Everybody and everybody might have a different, different definition of what fulfillment means. But being able to wake up every day and focus on something that lights you up and then also have other activities in your life that you can counterbalance that work with. To me, that's true fulfillment. I like that. I really, really do. So uh, I read in your bio, you've never had any issues with gambling, drugs. I mean, you're a pretty straight-laced kid. So <laughs> what, what have you been doing all of your life? I mean, come on. Most people have some, some legal issues along life's journey. Catch us up a little bit because that's a lot to chew on today. You know, you, you've been running a seven-figure business. I really relate to that. You know, a little over 12 years ago, I was completely upside down. Business kind of what it was. Marriage was separated. You know, everything in my personal life looked like Swiss cheese, right? And I was in my head trying to make it better like cheddar. And reality was it was stinky monster cheese. It wasn't anything good. How did you, how did you first identify? Because that's a big part of anybody going through something, right? Identify. Then you figured out something and then you overcame it. Now you help people with a four-step process. So there's so much there. And I don't want to skip off of the issue because the issue is when you woke up and decided to change your life. So talk a little bit about that. So I didn't, you know, a lot of people have these moments where they hit rock bottom. Like I didn't have a rock bottom or the rock bottoms I hit didn't register with me 
uh, that I should actually change my life at that point. For me, the key to changing my life was actually becoming curious. The power of curiosity allowed me to dip my toe into, let's say, recovery, and then really understand and embrace it and, and recognize that this is what I needed. One of the examples I can, uh, you know, talk to you about is when I decided to take, uh, walk into the first Gamblers Anonymous meeting after a 20 year gambling addiction. And it started on a innocent trip up from New Jersey, which is uh, where I'm born, uh, to Massachusetts, which is where we had Thanksgiving every year with my brother. My brother was driving and he wouldn't allow me to listen to sports radio. Now I listen to sports radio all the time because I needed the latest updates so that I could assess who I was going to bet on, what football team I was going to bet on, for example. He wouldn't let me do this. We got in an argument. Uh, I succumbed to him. I we listened to music. At the end of the three and a half hour drive, I, I felt very calm and soothing. I was like, wow, my mind wasn't racing around. And I thought to myself, what did this? And he told me I couldn't listen to sports radio because he was going to gamblers enough. So at that point, I started becoming curious and like, not like I need to get better, even though I did, but more like, what did Gamblers Anonymous, what did they do to my brother? I want my brother back. So that that is why I went to the first meeting. And when I walked in that meeting, I like was in my 20s, making six figures, pinstripe suits, $5,000 watch, driving a nice Audi, all these like things that drove the ego, but meant nothing. And I walked in there and I heard the policeman talk, the teacher talk, the bus driver talk, the mailman talk. I was surrounded by all these blue collar people, amazing people. And I thought, what a bunch of degenerate losers. But by the end of two hours of listening to them speak, I recognized I had more in common with everybody in that room than I did with my very closest friend. And that was the, and I never gambled since. That was a lot harder than just like that. I worked the program. I got a sponsor, but I never gambled again after walking in that first day. So that is kind of tapping into the curiosity of finding out what gambling matters did to my brother led me to becoming, uh, to my, uh, gambling sobriety. Oh, congratulations. First and foremost, it's not easy. You know, I was at dinner with somebody last night and, uh, we, we got into a conversation about recovery um, and everybody gets into recovery for so many different reasons, right? You got in it to what's wrong with your brother is the kind of the funny thing. Like they always say, don't do it for somebody else, do it for yourself. And that's the benefit, right? And so you've got, you got the, the byproduct of it, like trying to figure it out. You, you got clean, you got sober, but I want to talk about it because, you know, first, I'm proud of you. Second, you're on top of a, a peak. What, what peak is that? That's Mount Kilimanjaro. Congratulations. That was epic. That was absolutely epic. I did it with the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. Uh, we raised money. It was called Client for a Cure. So uh, we raised money for a great cause, and they take us through the – well, they ho uh, hook us up with an exploration firm who does these journeys. So if you raise a certain amount of money, it's basically paid for. Uh, so it's – I love to combine giving back with adventure – uh, I actually ran four marathons with Leukemia Lymphoma Society as well. And again, they would get you entry into the marathon uh, if you, and you would raise a certain amount of funding for them. You know, overall, I've raised over $100,000 for LLS over the years. Was there something that tied you to that organization? Uh, so a lot of 
you know, I live my life in a state of flow. And a lot of these things that I recognize now were in that state. Well, I moved from New York to Utah 12, uh, 13 years ago. And I had entered the New York City Marathon and I got picked out of the lottery. So I was in the New York City Marathon. It was the first marathon I was ever going to do. In my mind, I was like, I don't know if I'm actually going to do it and blah, 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 blah. When I moved out to Utah, the second day I was in Utah, I walked into a pizza shop and I saw this little flyer for Team in Training. And Team in Training is the branch partnered with the Cumulant Pharma Society. And it says you raise money and they train you to run marathons. And I was like, oh, my God. This is what I need. I, I had entry into the New York City Marathon. I had no idea how I was going to try. I didn't really want to just train on my own. It's always good to have a supportive group around you. So I went to the meeting and then I joined them. And then I became addicted in a sense to raising money and to running. Uh, those are two of the more positive addictions. But um, of course, because I couldn't do one, I had to do four of them in five years. And then a couple of years later, climb Kilimanjaro. I love it. And, and you know, it's crazy. We talk about it all the time. I said, you know, everybody's addicted to something. You know, it's good or bad. You're addicted. You, Every single person I know, you're addicted to your health or you're not addicted to your health and you, you love eating junk food. I mean, it's really just making a powerful, positive reinforcement. But one of the things that you said that I thought was really, really cool is a support group. You know, was that something that you realized you had early on in your life or something that you didn't have early on in your life? And then finally you found support because for me, I had an easy childhood. My parents both worked. I was kind of free to do what I want, travel the neighborhood, go wherever I needed to go, but I didn't really have support, right? I didn't have support in the same way that I have support today. So how does support play a big role into your life? Yeah, that's a great question. And uh, I can resonate with the childhood in a different manner. Uh, my father worked all the time. My mother was always around, but uh, there was very limited emotional support. There was We never had any conversations about like teenage years and girls and any, any of that stuff. Um, so, uh, you know, I, the bond I had with my father was through working, sales and entrepreneurship and sports. And that was it. We didn't talk about anything else, really. So I certainly resonate with you. And I think over the years, I saw my dad run his business as a solo act. So he didn't have support from anybody. So I kind of walked in those footsteps. And when I was building my business, I didn't believe in partnership. Stupid me. <laughs> you know, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I, ha I also had a, I had a business partner and it didn't end well. We ended up in a six year lawsuit. So I think part of that was my inability to trust people. Um, so I didn't invite others in. And also I was driven by ego. My ego was out of control. So I didn't want anybody to see vulnerability within me. So I, I, you know, in all the years I was struggling building my business, I never had a mentor or besides my father who really didn't understand what I was doing, uh, cause he was in a different business completely. Um, but, um, I, so then I yearned for it. I yearned for community. And then I started building or joining different communities. Uh, I call them tribes. I refer to them as my tribes. So like I have a travel tribe. I have an entrepreneurship tribe. I have a personal development tribe. You know, I have a spiritual tribe. And all these tribes in your life, and I had a, you know, a fundraising tribe and an LOS tribe and a, a running tribe, excuse me. So, you know, having all these tribes in your life 
at some point in your life, we all go through ups and downs, especially nowadays, there's going to be certain areas of your life where they're failing. By having all these different tribes, I have different people to support me in different areas of my life when I'm falling, and I can do the same for them. I love it. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, so what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. Now, Michael talked about flow. So that's the F stands for fulfillment, and he was low. So he didn't find flow for a little bit in life. So we're going to talk about that and so much more today. I hope you stick around. Hope you're taking show notes because that's the one thing I recommend everybody does is when you're listening to a podcast, don't just put the information in between your ears. Actually put it down on paper, then reread your notes. And so you imprint it inside your mind. So hey, you can recall things a lot easier. You know what? We're so busy with everything that we do. Michael's here today to help you learn a little bit about fate and maybe what you could implement into your life that could help you to find your own version of flow. So we're going to stick around and we're going to have a great show as we get ready to come down the top of Success Mountain and back into our normal day-to-day routine with our special guest today, Michael Dash. Are you ready to break the mold? You know, so many people seem stuck in society, but you're not one of them. If you were, you wouldn't be listening to this. But I know for a fact that right here, right now, inside you, there's greatness. And a great way to help bring that out is the 12-week journey to fulfillment. So head over to BeFulfilledJournal.com and use the coupon code PODCAST and you get a special rate on us. It's our way to say thanks for listening. As well, there's access to a private community of entrepreneurs ready to support you and your business. That's BeFulfilledJournal.com. Now let's get back to this awesome conversation. There's so much insight in how to overcome and thrive. Here's Tony and Michael. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back on the Be Fulfilled podcast show. It's the real stories behind success. I know when I was a little kid laying on the blacktop, looking up, seeing an airplane go by, I vividly remember dreaming about what it was like to be in an airplane flying over you know, the United States. Now I'm sitting here today talking to Michael Dash and he's broadcasting live. So if the audio sounds like it does, well, he just decided a couple months ago to just journey to Tulum. And he liked it so much, he figured out how to stay there. And prior to the podcast, we were talking about relationships and everything. And he's like, no kids, no wife. I'm open for uh, the wife. I didn't get in if we were open for kids. But I love the fact that he just says, hey, I'm an open book. Ask me some questions. So I'm coming out of the break today motivated to learn about selling your business, you know, $5.5 million a year. You said, you know, relationship with a business partner, all that stuff went up. Uh, and now, now here you are, centrally relocated in the world, in Tulum. And you know what? You launched a 10-week program called FATE. What is FATE? So FATE started uh, by, so FATE actually stands for From Addict to Entrepreneur, F-A-T-E. So it started with me wanting to highlight other addicts who have become successful entrepreneurs and overcome addiction because there's so many similarities between a successful like former addicts can make amazing entrepreneurs because they like us as addicts and i'm sure you can relate to this like we will not take no for an answer we will go above and beyond the call of duty we will be creative as we can to get what we want those are Taking those three attributes right there and pointing them in a positive direction of entrepreneurship, you know, we can't be stopped. And I find it time and time again about how many successful people have made the transition 
into entrepreneurship from addiction. So that's the moniker of fate. And that's kind of why it was designed. And it's really then the premise of the 10 week program is to help individuals in leadership positions and entrepreneur positions regain control of their fate. Uh, for me, I was running a company that was running me. I wasn't running that company at all. I was being, the way I set it up, it was just all surrounding me. I was the focal point of everything, just the total wrong way to set it up, right? Um, so I could never release myself from the anxiety that would boil up whenever I was away from the office or whenever I wanted to take a vacation or take a day off or any of that stuff. So I was, my, my life was in complete chaos and so was my business. And as I joined and became a part of different entrepreneur groups, I realized that a lot of the entrepreneurs around me, they were dealing with the same things I was. They're, they, it was just chaos. They were like a task master. So there's checking tasks off all day, but not actually getting anything accomplished. You know, it's one thing to do tasks. It's another thing like to assess, will this task move the needle in my business? And most entrepreneurs aren't doing that. They're just going through checklist, checklist, checklist. So this program was designed primarily to focus on that. But what it ends up doing is breaking down their personal behavior patterns and their, you know, the, the same cycles that they're running through and changing those, getting them to identify why those aren't productive for them and then working on a process to change those. That is what I would call, you know, first being able to identify. That's not what most people know how to do, right? Mo most people go through life like there's, gosh, everybody else is wrong. Like what's wrong with, man, why is that person an a-hole? When the reality is they've never, they've never stopped and reflected. So somewhere in your life's journey, you just stopped and reflected. Maybe it was, you know, being in GA and you, you got something for the very first time. You know, you said, you know, the mailman, the, the policeman, the this and that. And you started hearing and you realized, we say it all the time. I wish everybody had this kind of programs. This is a life program. But what I like about what you're talking about today is like, you know, and I'm an addict. I've always been an addict. I'll never not be an addict. I'm just now taking my addiction and put it in other areas. But I've always been an entrepreneur. And th that's why when I'm talking to certain people, like they don't, they don't understand the competitive nature. I'm not here to like, I'll, I'll bet you a dollar just to keep it competitive, just so I can challenge my brain. So it get through some menial task. But what I loved, what you said is the check, right? So many people just check it off just to say, Hey, I checked the box. Talk to me about like, when you focus on something and you put it in front of you, like, how does your vision work for like, when you want to achieve a goal, like moving to Tulum, what was that process truly like for you? Like, because it doesn't seem like it's complex, but so many entrepreneurs make shit complex. So many people make shit complex. I mean, just take that and write, I don't like to generalize, but that is a true statement. Um, you know, I mean, all the pain and misery I went through, I, it was all self done. I was a self made problem intaker. I took everybody's problems in. I created problem life. I created all these things around myself that made it very difficult for me to, uh, you know, make decisions and so forth. Three years ago, I took a trip to Bali 
And I went to my first retreat. I never went to a retreat. I used to judge these retreats. I used to say the shishi people at these weird retreats, this cult thing, like what's going on with these weirdos. But I, w I was in so much pain and misery. I was five years into a lawsuit that cost me $1 million in legal fees, just in legal fees. It was all over 350K. But because my ego was out of control and I could not lose that's the only thing I thought about is losing, not about the time that was going by, not about the money that was going down the drain, but th just winning, just winning, period. So I could not lose. And so I was in a five-year loss. So I was miserable. The company was running me. I wasn't running it. I had an Adderall addiction and a GHB addiction at the time. And I took, and I was miserable. I was literally thinking about ending my life, staring at a pill of oxys. And like, I could swallow this bottle and I don't have to deal with this shit anymore. Um, and, and so I was really desperate at the time. So I, I just wanted to get away. I didn't know what this retreat was even about. I just saw Bali posted in an entrepreneur group and I acted. I went to Bali in the retreat. Two people were talking about flow consciousness. They had this program about living in flow by living an effortless life, by allowing your intuition to guide you into the decisions you make. And if it's not a hell yes, it should be an F no in any areas of your life. And to me, this was just like, really? I, I never thought that way. I never heard it. I never thought that way. They talked about how they were able to manifest their future. All these synchronicities coming up in their life, like butterflies and stuff, stuff, stuff. Like I'm from Jersey. I thought it was all bullshit. I'm like, give me an effing break, right? But I talked to them afterwards and I just, there was something about our conversation that when I flew back from Bali to Utah, where I was living at the time, I thought to myself, this one sentence, would it be so bad to live a different way? Would it be so bad to live a different way? And I sat with it on a 13-hour flight or whatever it was, and I started feeling lighter. My body felt lighter. As I say it to you now, I feel lighter. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, I want that. And so I decided to spend $1,200 on this online course about flow, and it changed my life. They go through a process of clearing your limiting beliefs through journaling, tapping, and EMDR. I don't know if you're familiar with tapping and EMDR, um, but they're practices that I think are weird as hell. But I promised myself I wouldn't judge any of this, and I would just go through the whole process and see what happened. And then after clearing your limiting beliefs through this process, you implant positive beliefs by using the same process. So a limiting belief, for instance, would be change is difficult. And then so you would clear that out and then you would implant change is easy. That's very simplistic. But you do this in all areas of your life when it comes to finances, sex, relationships, uh, um, uh, spirituality, and all these things. So, and then there was a lot more to the program. That program changed my life. It changed the way I was thinking. It allowed me to slowly unravel the uh, uh, kind of box I put myself in, eventually settle my lawsuit and sell the company within the same week. 
And then that takes it to three years later where I am now and your question about Tulum and how I made it down here. Sorry for the long-winded answer. But what happened is last month, I have actually I've been in LA for the past two years. It's been very toxic there, everything going on in the world. And on top of that, you had the fires and there's a ton of homelessness and drug problems and all this stuff all over the streets. It was a very negative uh, energy to it. And it was kind of wearing me down. I was really, I, I travel a lot. I love culture. I love other countries. I've been waiting to go to Costa Rica, but Costa Rica kept putting the date further and further away. So I saw a friend post something and I said, where are you? And she's like, I'm in Tulum. And I'm like, I'm coming. I'm coming. She's like, what? I'm like, yeah, I'm coming. In two days, I'm going to come. She's like, all right, great. So I came for a week. I ended up staying for three weeks. I fell in love with the place. I met a bunch of expats down here. One of them said to me, hey, the guy upstairs is moving out. He's going back to the UK. You should just stay here. Just live in Tulum. And I said, okay. That was it. I sent an email to my landlord in LA. I broke my lease. I flew back. I packed up all my shit. I put it in storage. I took seven bags with me. I know, too many bags. And uh, took seven bags with me and just uh, over the weekend relocated here, got a place, six month lease, and I don't intend to leave. So you want to talk about flow, right? That's it. You know, doing something. Uh, I, I, I totally line up like my, my, I'm a big believer. I walk into a room, I feel energy. And if the energy's off, I walk out of the room. I don't stick in the room to try to change the energy, right? You want to be in flow, be around things that feel like you're being pulled in the right direction, not like having to cause the direction to change. So I love that. And I love the fact that you just said, screw it. Hey, dear landlord, I'm not coming back, but I'm gonna pack up my seven bags and I'm going to relocate. Now you're back. You've just been there. We're talking today to Michael Dash. Um, you know, from doesn't matter what he's up to there, there's a challenge around every corner. And, and what I love is the the whole fact that like, oh, I'm stuck in this middle of this five-year lawsuit and it's ego, right? For me, it's always been edging God out. That's what my ego is when I'm doing that. When I'm, when I'm in ego, I'm in control. I'm like, I don't need that. You gave up control and you found flow from a course and like really being around people who helped you to see some stuff. Next thing you know, everything started getting settled. And now you're getting settled again. So that's why I say it's just like you're in flow. Everything you're talking about today just really, really resonates. I, I want to talk briefly about your book because it's not every day you just write a best-selling book. Most people release a book, but it doesn't go anywhere. So Chasing the High. Tell me a little bit about it. I, I kind of get an idea what the book is just talking to you, but to the audience and where they can find it. Because I, I love my audience. I always say, if I bring a guest on, I've already vetted that guest. That guest really deserves a shot. And then if they have a podcast, if they have a book, Go out and support them because that's how life works is we support one another on our missions, right? We're all climbing up something. So talk a little bit about your book and and where people can find it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that. The subtitle says it all, an entrepreneur's mindset through addiction, lawsuits, and his journey to the edge. And that's really what the book is about for me. It talks about, you know, everything from the completely insane things I did dealing drugs um, in large amounts of drugs in college and being a bookie, um, where I thought there were no repercussions for any of my actions to, uh, how I was able to kind of battle through some of these challenges. And then more importantly, how I changed my life and the tips that other people can incorporate into them 
what I've gotten the most feedback on is the chapter called The Habit of Habit Making, where it discusses how important it is to not only have solid habits in your life, but as we evolve as human beings, that our habit structure evolves with them. Because the same habits that may have been supportive for us five years ago, well, hopefully we've evolved since then. And there are new habits that will elevate us even higher now. And that could go to morning routines, night routines, just habits in general of, you know, eating healthy, working out, hydrating, you know, or time blocking when it comes to work or, you know, whatever that might be. These are different things that I just threw out there that have really worked for me. Uh, but there's a lot of tips in the book. Uh, in that chapter about how you can build a strong foundational habit or structure as well. And then there's also a whole chapter on flow and following your intuition. I used to, I know I talked about it a little bit, but I used to be a person that would question every decision I made for myself. I would make the decision. Then I would revisit the decision. Then I would assess the decision. Then I would revisit assessing the decision. And then it was just like crazy. I would drive myself crazy. I can't even tell you. How many windows I would have open on my computer where I'm looking at flights to go somewhere. And then I'm like, well, maybe I don't want to go that day. And then I go on to another conversation. And then like two weeks later, I'm looking at like I have like 50 icons open and I'm going through them. Oh, yeah, I was actually thinking about planning that. Oh, no, I'm not going to do it. No, I got to die. All these other things came up now. That is not living in flow. That is the exact opposite. That is not following your intuition or not following your gut. Now I lean into it. And if the energy is right and I feel a pull towards it, I say yes. And I do it. And it's all my intuition and my gut have always led me in the right direction. I cannot say the same for my conscious mind. Yeah. You know, uh, I agree. And, uh, you know, I interviewed, uh, somebody not too long ago from, uh, somebody about talking about the healthy gut and you, you were talking about habits and eating and this kind of stuff. And I, I, I think so much of what we're talking about today is really just, you know, being intentional, but being decisive and also stop wavering back and forth. So, so many, uh, so many of us, I'm going to generalize this again. So many of us make a decision. We paint something, we sand it down because it doesn't look good. We paint it again. We strip it, we paint it again, we sand it. And then we look at it and we're like, screw it. I don't like any of it. And you wasted all this time. But I also believe that's part of life. And we have to go through the process because um, everybody's just different. There's the same path you and I are on. Me may have never crossed unless it was for, you know, a mutual friend, Dr. Jeremy Weiss said, hey, you know, you should, guys should talk. And, and both of us have addiction issues. Both of us have different paths, but we're both entrepreneurs. And I know if we looked at our friends list and people we were connected to, um, I did prior to the show. I'm like, there's a lot. Like, I mean, I can't yeah. even begin to tell you. So we're here because we never stopped. We kept trying to get better and better and better. So I just want to say thank you first and foremost. And then the second thing I want to do is I want to bring you into the fulfillment round. You didn't answer my question on the book. So we'll get that in the fulfillment You're right. Round. You're right. Just Don't worry about that. <laughs> I'll get that in the fulfillment round. The fulfillment round is a bunch of random questions. There's no right or wrongs. All you have to do, Michael, is if you don't know the answer, just bullshit your way through to make sure you answer. I've had one guest out of the thousands that I've interviewed that just didn't want to answer my questions. So only one guest. Eh. But you, on the other hand, I know you've got some great answers. So all I need from you is I am ready and I'll rip you into the fulfillment round. I made it through life bullshitting. So I am ready. 
And now it's time for the fulfillment round. No phoning friend, no using the Google machine. No digging into storage for the Encyclopedia Britannicus. And I promise, Tony won't make you cry. And if you don't know the answer, just make it up. The fulfillment round brought to you by shipoffers.com for all your product and fulfillment needs. Now, Tony, you ready to ask some questions? If you think about where you're at now, Tulum, new place, life is what it is. What is one big challenge you are currently facing today that you're working on? Stable internet connection. Please tell me more. (laughs) I mean, it's Tulum, okay? Like the infrastructure of this city is not ready for the amount of people moving into it, the amount of construction that's being done right now. Like this is going to blow up in the next five years down here at Tulum. There's tons of expats here, tons of people working remotely. And now the U.S. can't go anywhere. <laughs> Mexico is one of the only places that you're approved to actually travel right now. So that's, so I think it's taxed the, uh, you know, internet providers in the system because the bandwidth is not what it, what it should be. When you think about, uh, risk today, right? Like risks in your life, like challenges or things that you're doing, what's something that you have in front of you that you're working towards this year, like a risk or a challenge or or something that's really got your attention? I mean, I would say calling in the one, that's what I would really say from a personal level, calling in the one, you know, I'm single, I don't have kids, but I'd love both. And uh, I felt an energetic vibe down here that that person is here. Um, so that was a, another one of the things that pulled me down here. So I really want to focus on um, creating uh, a beautiful relationship and, and find that beautiful partner. All right, ladies, if you're listening <laughs> right now, this is the promo, the promo for Michael Dash, strong, strapping young man. Relocated recently to Tulum, looking for a life partner and possibly kids. So if you're interested, look him up. He's available on all major social media platforms. Um, There you go. And he has over 1 million points from the airlines. So if you'd like to take a trip down, just hit him up. (laughs) I love it. Um, Tell me something that you just recently discovered while you were in Tulum that really just made you want to stay there? What was something that just you really gravitated towards? I know you said vibe and energy, but was it the food? Was it the nightlife? Was it the beaches? Like, tell me a little bit. Yeah, so I don't drink. So the nightlife isn't an equation in my life. Uh, I don't make any decisions based on that. It was, uh, I actually, I came, I stayed at a wellness center down here. It's called Holistica. And uh, they have classes all day long yoga, sound healings, Temescal, if you're familiar with that, all these different ceremonies and stuff. I love culture and I love being a part of things like that. Um, that really attracts me and it, gave, it it felt like Bali. I've been to Bali twice and I love Bali and I got that Bali feeling from being down here and the people that I communicated with, there's a ton of entrepreneurs and solopreneurs down here who are creating things and that we're in discussions about creating. We're in positive discussions, right? We're in discussions about supporting each other. We're not in discussions about, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this. We're talking about what we can do, how we can support, how we can grow, and how we can uh, just build a a beautiful community. So, I mean, those are the things that really kind of I learned down here, and that's what really attracted me to the place. Man, I got to tell you, before I let you go today, I need to know, and so does the audience, that you've, you've opened the loop and you never closed it for me. Where can people find your book? 
Yes, thank you very much. It is on Amazon and Audible. Uh, you can find it at www.chasingthehighbook.com. That'll take you right to Amazon. And if you'd like to hear this lovely Jersey accent for four hours, pop on Audible. And I did a great job, if I may say so myself, of reading it in only 50 takes. That's good, right? And, and a good editor can fix everything. You know, I love <laughs> when the author reads the book, even if it's, you know, a little hard, right? I, I just love it because it's his words. And he, you know, I've listened to a lot of books. I love when the author also kind of changes up a little bit. He's like, I added a little bit for you. So I hope this is after I written, yeah, I wrote this, I wanted to go back and change a couple of things. So here's my notes. So I love that. Um, what was yeah. one thing you thought of today that you were like, hey, I'm going to be interviewed on this guy's show. I don't know anything about him. But I want to talk about this one thing. This is the one thing that's been on my heart lately that maybe you'd want to share with the world or the audience. And this this segment of my show is for people who follow you to get to know you even better. So that's why I do this at the very end of the show. Anything that you kind of been thinking about that's on your mind you want to talk about today? Yeah, you know, I had a conversation with my mother last night. And, you know, my mother is by nature a product, like we all are, a product of her environment. What you're, what you consume in terms of listening and reading, you're going to start thinking like that and speaking like that. So in general, she has a very negative approach to things. And I challenged her to not watch the news for a week. And she started freaking out. Oh, I could never do that. I said, okay, let's pare it down. And we actually agreed for three days. For the next three days, she's not going to watch the news because all she would talk to me about is, oh, my God, you're moving to Mexico? Oh, my God, COVID is so bad down there? Oh, my God, people get killed in Mexico? Oh, my God, this, that, the other, just, oh, the election, da, da, da. It's just all negative, all negative. And I want to remove some negative out of her life so she can see that she can have a different approach to things, that on a cloudy day, you can look at the clouds and say, where's the sun? I think it's going to break through. Instead of looking at those clouds and saying, it's going to rain, I got to get my... Uh, umbrella. And that is how I grew up and with my mom. So that was just on my mind. So in coming into this conversation, I just wanted to, you know, tell your audience that, you know, lean into your intuition, follow it. Do not act from a place of fear because that will only hold you back. And you're better than that. We all are. All right, ladies and gentlemen, today's special guest, Michael Dash, really, really powerful moment too, talking about his mom and, you know, negative mindsets. And, and I have one, I've had one. It's not that I can't get back into one. It's just, I got to surround myself with positive, right? You put your finger into a light socket, you get a shock. You need a charge, you plug it in. You got to plug into something that's going to help you, not something that's going to hold you back. So I love the fact that the transparency went right to the top of Success Mountain today, came right back down, delivered a powerful message Pick up his book, Chasing the High, the book, and you can do all that today over at Amazon. Follow Michael. Uh, I love what we were talking about. The most important thing that I want you to take away from today's episode is that you have what it takes, right? And first, you identify where you're at. Uh, I love what Zig Ziglar always talks about. He says, evaluate where you're at before you can know where you want to go, right? So you got to stop, do some evaluation, then figure it out. Otherwise, you're just in a rut and you ain't going anywhere. We talked about flow. We talked about fate, but we talked about you, the audience listener, taking control in the right areas of your life. So if you're maybe 
dealing with addiction. Maybe you've got some issues in your marriage or life right now and they're not going well. What are you waiting for? No one's coming to save you. You got to figure it out on your own. You got to make a decision right here, right now that maybe, just maybe, it's time to change. So follow Michael, follow Tony, and until next time, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, choose to make today the absolute best day of your life. Thanks for listening to today's show. But before you go, let me ask you a question. How would you like to be the architect of your journey in this game we call life? Take the next step now at www.tonygrubmeyer.com. Enter your details to get the first week of the Be Fulfilled Journal for free. It includes access to our private community of thousands of other entrepreneurs. It'll give you more clarity and freedom in your day. And it might just change your life forever. Forever.